head into the Ringerverse to stay up to date with all things superheroes and nerd culture entertainment. Hosted by a rotating lineup of superfans at the Ringer, including Mallory Rubin and Van Lathan, shows will provide instant reactions to blockbuster releases, insightful backstories on canon, and mind-bending theories, as well as fresh takes on the latest news and rumors. Check out the Ringerverse on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Listeners, welcome. This is Sound Only. I'm Justin Charity. And I'm Mike Peters. Lightning strikes. The court lights get dim. Supreme competition is about to begin. Above the rim, finessing and moves is animated. And once I get the ball in, I can't be deflated. We are talking about... We're in a conundrum. Because on the one wow. hand, do we really need to be talking about this damn... Looney Tunes Space Jam movie. But on the other hand, as the original millennials, this is this is our culture. As the founding, <laughs> as the founding millennials. We literally invented Space Jam. We literally invented being in your early 30s at this point in time and watching, you know, like various important pieces of IP from your childhood come up to be sold to you once again, like, you know, in yeah. brighter colors and more in H-E-R-D at this yeah. point. H-E-R-D. H-E-R-D. Gerbo HD. Listen, no, for real, though, can we talk about, because there's a, we're going to talk about Space Jam in a second. I feel like there's a conundrum here, though, for real, in the sense that um, I was having an email exchange with one of our listeners, and he was making a point about, you know, Look, critics, critics, you know, you just got to accept the Marvel movies are what they are at this point. There's no point in being mad about it. About oh, homework, there's no point stuff. in complaining about homework uh, yeah. or that like having homework yeah. is, uh, you know, a lazy critique. But, um, and we had, a, we had a good conversation about it, but I, it got me thinking about a particular thing about a lot of, you know, you'd be talking about Marvel, you'd be talking about Harry Potter, you'd be talking about Star Wars, right? Which is a lot of that stuff, the secret, the secret sauce, right? To how it becomes 
the heart of culture is that it becomes like it's stuff that's appropriate for all ages, but like appropriate means more than just it doesn't have swear words in it. Right. It's like there's something about a Marvel movie or something about a Star Wars movie where it's like you could put that on in front of a three year old. You could put it on in front of a 10 year old. You could put it on in front of a 15 year old. You could put it on in front of a 25 year old. You could put it on in front of a 40 year old. And that's like a wide, that's like a wide scattershot range of demographics, right? But it's got a little something for everyone. It doesn't have everything for everyone outside of like super huge fans. You mean the secret sauces? Is that's the secret sauce of like yeah, the, there the is the no key demographic. Pseudo universality is what yeah, it's no like, key your... demo. Everybody is the audience for it, right? So it's like as much as sometimes I think. I might get frustrated because we'll try to be like, all right, let's engage with the Marvel movies. And then somebody be like, nah, you overthinking it. It's for kids, but it's not for kids. But you know what it is for kids? Space Jam. I think Space Jam, I think this is like the one movie where I'm like, okay, actually you can defend everything in this movie with dog. It's like a commercial for babies. <laughs> and yet, and yet, <laughs> you, know what, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, we're going to talk about it. I'm sorry. I we mean, are, I, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to do it. You know, you, you, we, we will do it. We're going to have to. Yes. Um, where do we start with this movie? Do we want to talk like, about like, the original we, Space Jam real quick? Like, because again, we, we okay. No, we gotta yeah, talk about the original about, Space Jam. We'll talk. No, we gotta talk. We, we'll, we'll, we okay. So this situate is yourself original, in history. Okay, okay, okay. We'll situate ourselves in history. One thousand nine hundred and ninety-seven years after the really, really unfortunate death of our Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't die. He got chubby and moved to Miami. But continue. You mess already. You messed up the exegesis. Please. Oh man. I was, okay. All right. Uh, 1997. Space Jam One is released. Uh, it is basically meant to take place at the controversial. You know, if you like to put on your tinfoil hat occasionally period of Michael Jordan's career in which he went to go try on the pants of professional baseball. There are some people that believe that. And I mean, like, honestly, I'm not one of them. I just like, I just really love bringing this up uh, every single time that I mention this because honestly, you know, as an aside, information wants to get out. So there's, you know, conspiracy theories are kind of dumb. <laughs> All right, Julian Assange. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like the uh it's basically meant to the, the the plot or the point of the movie is to return the love of basketball back to Michael Jordan through the power of animation. So mm. he goes to Looney Tune Land mm. with Bill Murray and they play an alien for his soul. Basically, like, you know, it's not too unlike actual professional sports. <laughs> There's, um, but no, I mean, like, it's he plays against, uh, like, you know, the Monstars. There is, you know, that really iconic scene in which his arm, after he begins to finally just kind of forget about the score and play because he loves the game of basketball, stretches to the basket and he scores with the winning uh, buzzer beating dunk. I guess, and you know, then there's 
a seal song that plays and we all live happily ever after. A seal song? That's you that's how you're describing Fly Like an Eagle is as a seal song. I had to summarize a lot of things that did not make internal sense. Like, I mean, I, like if, if, if I don't, you know what? No, because if no, I go back, the soundtrack makes sense, though. I, should, I mean, the, 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 the soundtrack, the soundtrack, yeah. But I mean, you know, um, yeah, that had I believe I could fly on it and. Chris Rock on there. And Chris I took Rock that basketball everywhere I went. And, and I you know took what? that basketball everywhere I went. Oh, man. Um, um, wait, wasn't JT the bigger figure on it? Was uh, Or was it JT Money? Oh, it was JT Money. You hit him high, hit him high, hit him yeah. high. Yeah. Exactly. The Bond exactly. Star song. Yeah, Come the soundtrack now. did make sense. I mean, sure. Yes. Absolutely. The merchandising made sense. The Jordan 13s that came out alongside the movie that had an ice soul were very popular and still are and run for a lot of ridiculous money on the secondhand market still. Uh, you know, knockoff jerseys can be seen all along the boardwalk of Daytona Beach um, at your local cantina on spring break. And frat houses across America. The Toon Squad jersey is very popular. <laughs> and uh, the, 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 it was reworked. And that was like one of the first things that came out about um, the new Space Jam movie, which came out on streaming this past weekend. Right. Starring LeBron James. Starring LeBron James. Um, but just one more point about the original Space Jam, just because... It's two things. When I was a kid, for one, like like I wasn't in the sports, right? Um, and I, but apart from that, right? So it's sort of like Jordan. I, I had the I I knew obviously. Look, Michael Jordan is the most famous person in the world, right? Um, and you're right. It's like that weird stretch of his like career, right? They do the baseball and the golf jokes. I feel like in the original Space Jam. I think the other thing I think about a lot, and even as a kid, sort of noticed, right, is that like okay. You watch Space Jam, and it's it's novel that Michael Jordan is in a movie with the Looney Tunes, right? But even when I was a kid, like, even when the first Space Jam came out, I felt like the Looney Tunes were already kind of lame. You know what I mean? Like, the Looney Tunes were not popping. You know, we weren't in full—we we didn't get to, like, SpongeBob yet, but even by the first Space Jam— it felt like kind of a historical joke, right? That you were watching Bugs Bunny and Elmer Fudd, and you know what I mean, in a movie with. I Michael mean, like, Jordan. yeah, they were like a. It was a. They were like a streaming mass of uh, things in between Chef Boyardee commercials, like in the middle yeah. of the afternoon. Yeah. And then were subsequently collected onto Boomerang and retreated further and further into the internet. <laughs> Yeah. Um, which is more or less like, you know, the idea of where Bugs Bunny ends up at the beginning of Space Jam 2 or like as his as he's rendered in the his role is rendered in Space Jam 2, which I thought like was kind of like briefly interesting. The idea of him being just kind of like in this weird purgatory and talking to a pumpkin with a porky pig face painted on it. Yes. Like it's, you know, like his Wilson and Castaway. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. 
Well, you okay, know, but, but like, you know, like a bunch of things in this movie, it's not really actually explored for very long. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you know what? You know what? It, it's like this movie, this movie is very hyperactive. Like I, when you brought up, so in the original Space Jam, right? Iconic slow-mo shot, Michael Jordan, his animated arm is being artificially, I think it's CGI, right? Because it's sort of like his live action model. And yeah, but it's being stretched in CG, looks, right? Yeah, I think it's CG and like yeah. I paint. I don't it's know. a combination, it's, yeah. But it's like a really, sl- it's a slow shot. And to me represents the fact that the original Space Jam Again, for the fact that it's just like a movie clearly based on commercials and a desire to revive the Looney Looney Tunes, you know, yeah, is is it at least feels like a movie full of moments in a way that Space Jam Two doesn't. Space Jam Two feels so um, they just like keep going. It's just a movie where it's an up tempo movie. You know what I mean? It does not really feel like a, mo- a, a movie of moments at all. And part of that. Is because they do the Ready Player One thing, right? Because this movie, yes, yes, yeah. they do the, they do, they do the, uh, they do the Warner Brothers, you know, the claw game thing. Yeah, where, like they have <laughs> every yeah, three point like five every seconds, single, you get a yeah, new toy. Yeah. You get a new toy. Yeah, there's, I mean, you know, the Night King is also sitting courtside at, you know, the final basketball game yeah dog uh, would you next see, to like, michael b jordan yeah no, there's, you there's... see agent smith standing courtside next to the mask and you're just like i'm sorry stop <laughs> <laughs> i mean like you know the gremlins are just you know chilling in the nosebleeds yeah there's it's it, there's just like a lot of there there are too many too many references i mean like it's like but that's to my point though right is that even with the original space jam you know what I mean? I already felt like the Looney Tunes were long in the tooth historically. So definitely Space Jam 2, all these years later, it feels like a concession of like, yo, the Looney Tunes, even if even with LeBron James, and then even with an iconic performance from Don Cheadle, they, the Looney the Tunes can't carry stealer. a movie. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like they can't carry a movie at all. And it's just WB being like, yeah, we know they can't. So the mask is in here. And also... Who else but Don Cheadle has the artistic, I guess I want to call it like insanity, the wide-eyed fury to sell a line like, what in the AARP is going on here? You know, with the weird eye twitchy (laughs) thing he does? Yo, it's, it's, okay. We all know that feeling, right? Of when you're watching a movie and the movie is not that strong. The movie is just... It's, it's got maybe good. some energy, but it's limping. It's just trying to get to its finish line. But it has one actor who was just like, no, I you know, am, I like, am it's just on my, strapped to my back. Sometimes you don't want to make a movie. You know, yeah, sometimes but, you don't want to make a movie. Except for there's one person that really does. Not because, not because, you know, like, it's not because he wants to, but because he has to. It feels compulsory. You think there's, so? Because to me, it's sort of, he has the, in, Don Cheadle in this movie as algae rhythm <laughs> has the energy. It's like when he punched into work, the clock ripped off the wall. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's what Don Cheadle in this movie felt like to me. It's sort of, it's almost akin. I can't say it ranks right up there with it, but but the Pedro Pascal performance in Wonder Woman, it's the same oh, situation, okay. right? right? Where yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It terrible is. movie. It Everything is a disaster in that movie, but you have one guy in the movie who's like, no. He stands athwart the director yelling, 
Life is cool. And you don't think that there's any, like, you know, there's not like a, a tiny bit of compulsion in that, you know? I mean, maybe. maybe. Of, I feel yes. like it's like sort of like in the way that you got to be a little insane to be a professional athlete. It's just from the first moment of Cheetle in this movie. Cheetle's a villain, right? And it's that, you know, like the setup for this is, first of all, LeBron, fictional dad, he, his son just wants to learn C++ and design video games at age 12. And LeBron wants him to play basketball. And the boy's program crashes once and he almost gives up on programming forever. First of all, young man, don't be so discouraged. But second of all, right? This setup is sort of like, you know, the idea is like, oh, this time. My game broke. Yeah. Game, it's, it's, no, he's it's, like, it's, it's like the program crashes and he's like, it's going to take me a week to rebuild this character. It's one character yeah. too. Yeah. You don't yeah. get that source code and fix that. You don't get the it's debugger it, out. <laughs> but between these four lines, it's work. It's all work. It's all work. It's all work. <laughs> and he had to, he pulled a Nintendo Switch out. Everything was a product placement in this movie. And I respected it. No, but you know what? It, yeah, it's sort of like, look, LeBron can't act. Like, I want to knock all the obvious shit you know the way LeBron You know just, what? Yeah, it's just <laughs> like, he can't, act, he, right? he, he, he can't act. <laughs> I, okay, okay, wait, hold on. But briefly, 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 briefly. You know, I don't, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna just preempt the responses that we might get to that comment by saying that I have seen the 2015 film Trainwreck. I know, Andy I knew Schubert, you were bring up Trainwreck. I said it. I was like, here we go. All right. And it was, wreck. yeah, he was like, he was funny, but he also was opposite. And in a room with Bill Hader the entire time. Mm. Like, I mean, you know. Barry, where's Barry? You, you work it out. Like, mm. okay, all right. Let's 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 but, but let's proceed. Yes. Um, LeBron, they're trapped in an algorithm world. They're trapped in the. They're trapped in the mate. First of all, they keep calling it the Matrix because IP reasons. And there's even a whole bit with with Granny and LeBron and Lola in the Matrix. First of all, like what in the Matrix hell? Bullet is time. This? Yeah, yeah. There's so many jokes about the Matrix. It's very, it's all right. It, the Matrix is pretty old at this point, bro. Um, yeah, so the, it's sort of LeBron has alienated his son. His son has gone over to the dark side because because Algae Rhythm, played by Don Cheadle, right? He's a malicious AI. He drags in a Cisco jacket. Right. What is it called? The serververse? He drags LeBron and his son into the serververse. He, re he recruits LeBron's disgruntled son to the goon squad. LeBron must reassemble the toon squad. Lola is the only good animated character on the team. The rest of them are busted. And, and, they then, gotta face off. and then they play an NBA Street game yes. for the universe. NBA Street 3 specifically, when they had the little remix thing where you could dunk the ball, then catch it between your feet and flip off the backboard and do it again for two points. They did it. They, like, I think as the meter went up, you could do it more and more times until you got a game breaker, which I think was five points. I I don't remember the scoring system of that game. Um, But yeah, NBA Street 3 game for the known universe. For the captive audience. I mean, like for the captive audience on Earth, actually, which is... I mean, somewhere in the vicinity of six 
billion people apparently, but it looks not like that's not what the crowd looked like at the game. To be. yeah, they're screened out by a force field, but it's a huge crowd watching all of this spectacular basketball happening. Right. I'm glad you brought up what you just said, right? Because I actually atmosphere. think this, the smartest thing about this movie, because again, you read the reviews of this movie and they're all like, LeBron can't act. Wah, 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 wah. Who we know, we know he can't act, bro. Come on. Come on, man. Uh, but can't the smart do it thing, all. you know, the smart thing about this movie is them doubling down on the video game thing. Cause I, I think this is like a, again, I don't know shit about basketball. This strikes me as like a bad, like basketball movie in a way that the original Space Jam's not, but actually pretty a pretty good video game movie in a weird way. Like I like the video gaminess of it. I like the idea that like algae rhythm cheats, right? He's just basically like a cheap, cheesy video game player slash video game AI. I like that. All the stuff that feels like it's joking about the nature of modern like online video game stuff i actually thought it was pretty smart about the movie and it was a way for it to very sort of to distinguish itself a bit from the original space jam right i thought it was smart i don't know i mean like, like the honestly, character unlock in the middle of the game where, they, where the goon squad unlocks you know a else? whole new character i was you like know, that's smart know, that is a I, good bit it's i mean like it's a good, like okay it's a decent it's a decent bit that i I swear I've seen before in that shitty Gerard Butler film, Gamer. Gamer! Gamer! Just push the button, man. It's just a button to you. Let us be free. Cue Marilyn Manson slowed version. (laughs) But yeah, uh, I mean, like, it's fine. You know, it's cool. I I, like, I think that I texted you. I liked the, the, the small grace notes, like, the 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 score when the when 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 algae rhythm shows up uh, in the final act to turn our tune heroes 3d and furry yeah like yes. the, 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 the the score being like you know tertiary character being killed off to you know punctuate or establish the stakes music yeah, yeah, that was yeah. Pretty nice. Yeah, I like that weird because it creates this under it creates this subtext of like, oh, everybody being two D animation is great, but then there's something horrifying about the idea of three D CG, you know. And I was like, oh, that feels like a that's some sort of loaded pronouncement about the nature of of modern animation. I don't know. Let's <laughs> run with that. Like, I like the diversity of the live action stuff, the two D stuff, and the CGI stuff, um, stylistically. I still don't think the Looney Tunes can carry a movie, right? And so it's sort of, it's like the Looney Tunes can't carry a movie, but then all of the random Warner Brother, like all of that IP, it just never works to me. Like, you know what? They the Harry allowed, Potter jokes, the Matrix jokes. It's they should have allowed. They should have allowed Michael B. Jordan to be. Oh, explain like, the Michael B. Jordan, like, bro. Oh my god, explain that joke, please. Explain the Michael B. Jordan joke. Just you set it up because I don't feel like doing it, man. Okay, it's like it, right. it's like the I, one joke that they actually set up, set up too. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's halftime. the The Tune Squad is down, horrendously bad. You know, they're hanging their heads in shame. They got they got their they got they got the towels draped over them. They don't want to. They don't even want to look at themselves, dog. Kyrie Irving is not walking through that door. 
Isaiah Thomas on a veteran on a veteran minimum is not walking through that door. Kevin Love is not walking through that door. But they can get somebody. They can get Michael Jordan. And then it's Michael B. Jordan in some cinched bottom cargo pants eating popcorn. Who then gives, I mean, like, you know. He gives a LeBron tier acting performance, LeBron, as always. A LeBron tier uh, motivational speech as well, you know? <laughs> Like, I mean, you know, it's... Just- I mean, LeBron tears and LeBron acting, not LeBron tier in terms of LeBron, LeBron basketball, to be clear. Oh, no, 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 no. This is not... You didn't, know, you didn't know this thing? You didn't know this was a thing? LeBron no. James, in addition to being poor, like, bad at acting, is yeah. also, like, poor at improvised, like, motivational, like, speeches, like, in the huddle. Like, it's... Oh, word? It's really something when he, like, gets mic'd up. Oh, no. Oh, no. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Damn. I mean, you you saw you heard the sound by the beginning. I mean, like like no, I is, literally don't. Know. I listen. You gotta explain it to me. No, I'm just saying, like the sound bites at the beginning of the movie, like the Cleveland. This oh, is for yeah. you, think like yeah, I mean, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I, like I mean, like you know about it. that. It's a beautiful yeah. moment, like when he like the like the free flows on fall. And he like hugs. J- uh, I think it was J.R. Smith. I can't believe I'm gonna get this wrong. They start crying. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. And then you're like, yeah. And then he goes, Cleveland, this is for you. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> Man. Uh, but the, okay, can I can why, I say why you had to say it like that? You had to say it like <laughs> my like, okay, here's the thing. And this is back to what we were saying in the beginning, right? Of like 
they're they're movies that are four kids and simul- they're simultaneously four kids and four 45 year olds and space jam is neither the, neither the original nor space jam 2 are that they are definitely like it's a kids movie so i i watched this with the sense of yeah it really is hard to put yourself in the position of how old you were and even your own experience when you watch the original space jam and go is this movie worse than the original space jam or am I just like, am I just in no position anymore to pass judgment exactly. on what is going it's like, on? You can't, you know? Like, I mean, I just, I can't if call you go, it, like, bro. If you try to go back and like, as I not so recently that I can recall like all of the plot details, but enough that like, I remember like very awkward things like about long cuts in that, in that movie. Like, uh, like his son shaking his head yes when he's giving his like Jordan nines and like North Carolina shorts to whomever it was that came to the house. Like it was just like it's like he nodded off beat. And I like and I think about it all the time. Anyway, like there's also like the acting in the original movie is Michael Jordan's acting is also not great. Yeah. You know? But then you got Bill Murray. You got in Bill there. Murray. Hold it up. He's just, you know what I mean? Like being Bill Murray about it. And then again, it's like in this movie, yeah, the Lord's work being done by Don Cheadle, who really does. Let's go, Bulls! And it's it's also just by the first five minutes of the movie, you were like, oh, Don Cheadle showed up. <laughs> he just showed up. And he's just, he's Peters for the entire movie. And then they try, they almost like ruin the energy of that. By transforming Don Cheadle into CG at the end in this way that looks really uncanny. And then it's sort of like, nah, man, don't do this. You had one good character this entire movie and you about to ruin it. Nah. Nah, he needed to, like, you know, die a Gideon death, like, like at the end of Scott Pilgrim. Just got, like, it's like LeBron's son should have, like, bounced a basketball off his head and he should have exploded into, into like, a billion cubes. Wait, now that you say that, actually, can we talk about something that I found really confusing in that when I said it aloud to myself, I was sort of like, I, this didn't happen, did it? The the weird Bugs Bunny death scene. <laughs> I, I was like convinced for a solid five minutes that the movie killed Bugs Bunny, right? It was sort of, it's yeah. not even set up that well where he's like weakened during the game and then after they win the game, He's sort of laying on the court and everyone huddles around him and Lola's like crying over his body. You're like, wait, wait, wait. I know that a lot of things have happened in this movie, but what 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 terminal illness did Bugs Bunny contract? I, what happened at that point in the movie? I need somebody who, please, listeners, email us because I don't yeah, know. Yeah, please, I mean, like, Sound I can't only answer that question for you. He does like that happens, right? And then they just five like minutes he, later like, they're he, like, he, "Oh, yeah. never mind." I mean, like it's been known to like it's some things like that have sort of been known to happen. I feel like with Bugs, but doesn't he like you know take a really long time to die? You know, like bang, holds chest. Oh, goodbye, cruel world. Oh, yeah, but, the but tone I left the water is, running at home. Yeah, the no, tone of it is the like tone is so the tone different. of it is so different. Like, I, I agree. I'm just saying. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, somebody. Somebody. Somebody to help us. Explain. And then they just undo it Sound five minutes later. The, yeah, just, he shows up in Los Angeles. He's like, yeah, yeah whatever. Bullshit. You got any carriages? It's just very, it's very distressing. Yeah. Um, Again, 
A movie I reference a lot on our podcast is Burn After Reading in the last five minutes of that movie. Because I, I definitely, like, the hype for this movie, I just remember the anticipation for this. I remember that god-awful news cycle that the discourse dragged us through about, like, people having weird, pubescent angst about Lola Bunny, right? The movie that I ultimately saw watching Space Jam feels very different, frankly, than what I expected, even though it also is sort of to be expected. And I'm just sort of sitting here like, what What did I learn from watching this? You know what I mean? Like, what did I... <laughs> what did we learn? I, what, what did, did we, we learn from... What happened? Like, What are the takeaways? What did, what we, did learn, we learn like, I mean, from watching Space I think it was honestly... Too. I think that honestly, the ultimate lesson was supposed to be do what you love unless, you know, like you're not great at it or unless you are losing at it, then you should sort of switch up and appeal to the stronger parties, uh, softer senses and uh, reconcile with them and then turn Don Cheadle into a cartoon. I, li- I, I actually don't know what the... It's like, be I don't yourself, know if it's like he's, Micah. Be yourself. It's be yourself, yeah. But like... <laughs> Do oh, you. I'm sorry. Was it was it was I not supposed to get into the weeds about that? That's what no, I'm, I'm, no, I'm no. Keep going. No, no, I'm I'm messing with you. No, I think you are right that even like the way the movie ends, where it's like he sends his keys, like Nah, man, go to this, go to this gamer coding. Go to camp. the go to the E3 gamer coding camp. But then he's like, I'm gonna keep the basketball though. Keep my options open. It's just like what? <laughs> what, what are, what are, Who what are the you? Parent- it's like Lupin, frankly. It's like the sun and then Lupin, right? Where it's just like, nah, these, these keep, characters. <laughs> what's going on with this family, man? Keep they robbing hate each people. other. But yeah, it's like I, I don't people. really. <laughs> I love it when you rob people, Dad. I love it when you rob people, Dad. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, but yeah, in the spirit of the conversation where I was having with one of our listeners, the the email soundonlypod@gmail.com. Man, there are too many things in culture right now where it's just like, this is definitely a kid's movie. And yet this is this is the kind of size of cultural event where I feel like we're all kidding ourselves. Right. Like we know that you basically have to participate. How, like it's like yeah, it's how those... monoculture works is like, man, you going to go see Space Jam. Unless you were like Joe Biden's age, you probably are gonna go see Space Jam. And it's not just because, oh, I got I got a son. So I got to take him to see. Space. Come on, man. Come on, man. Even if it's just morbid curiosity, you're going to go yeah. see Space Jam. You're yes. going to seek out Space Jam. Yes. But then I feel bad holding it to any kind of standard like that. Except for the fact that, like I said, you know, the Looney Tunes are closer to my culture than they are to any Zoomers culture. Like, what do the Zoomers care about either the mask or well, Marvin the Martian? Fa- Y2K fashion, Lot 29 stuff. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, that's a thing that's, uh, you know, going on with the kids these days. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, like, but I don't know, but that would be the cultural cachet, wouldn't it be? I mean, I, they, I don't think that there's, yeah, that they, they really are closer to us as the original millennials. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I did. I didn't feel like I had, even though Space Jam Two is the kind of thing that has a, a lot more 
it has more momentum and it has more cachet behind it than something like Ready Player One. Like Ready Player One, based off a popular book, right? Spielberg directing, right? But it's a movie where <sighs> the backlash to that movie was coming from like a mile away just because there's so many people who don't like the original book and like the style of that book being just sort of like nostalgia porn, right? And you, to me, I at least came to Space Jam thinking, man, if they're really going to do this, are they at least going to have learned something from other movies like this? You know, the movies that were basically the idea is take a bunch of IP and shove it into a food processor. And isn't that cool that all your favorite characters, are, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't yes. feel like this movie yes. did learn yes. from yes. any yes. of its forebears. A I giant IP hamburger smoothie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think this movie learned much from... Like, this movie's kind of annoying for the same reasons that Ready Player One, the movie, is kind of annoying. It's just like, oh, there's no... We you just want to feel to like achieve, it's an exuberance, but... We just, yeah, but it's just like, it's just like we have achieved resolution like at the end of the movie and it kind of resolves itself in a weird way. Sort of like, you know, they just keep the oasis and they're in charge of like whatever it is that, you know, turned... Southeast Ohio into favelas. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also like, why is the Matrix so in this movie so much? You know what I mean? That's the thing. It's sort of like, at least Freddy Player One has because going for the idea of like an era. But here yeah. it's just like, I get the computer thing, but it's just like, okay, Bugs Bunny, LeBron James, Agent Smith. That's like even a scary movie movie would not, you know what I mean? Like there's more coherence to the humor of a scary movie movie than there is to Space Jam 2. Why is Granny doing the bullet time from the Matrix 50 years after the Matrix came out? And 150 years after the first cartoon depicting Granny in the Looney Tunes universe. I don't know, man. I don't know. We love to talk about animation of all styles, origins, and varieties, 2D and three-dimensional and otherwise, rotoscoping on this podcast, soundonly, soundonlypod at gmail.com. We would love to hear your thoughts about Space Jam, Space Jam 1, Space Jam 2, the Space Jam 1 soundtrack, Space Jam 2 soundtrack, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, any of the other figures, Don Cheat, the films of Don Cheadle. No, I'm not going to break out the Hotel Rwanda accent because it would be offensive. But you should go deep that, you know, make it make it form your own opinion about it. That's the thing. I, we like to have at least now. We're not always contrarians on this podcast. We're certainly haters often, but not always. We at least like to wherever we come from, have a novel insight. All the other reviews have focused on either. Oh, what is it? The dystopian capitalists. Look at all of these advertisements. First of all, the first Space Jam like more or less similarly dystopian, um, which is funny. You point that out about both movies. Cool. Or LeBron James, a bad actor. To me, I at least prefer, I came away from Space Jam 2 with a sense, with the proposition that Cheadle might be one of, he might be his generation's finest living actor. Like he really, I it's just been a long time since I watched somebody, it, not long, because again, I watched Pedro Pascal do it. But, like, of the sort of hyperactive, like, IP industrial complex movies, Don Cheadle carried this movie in a way that I just did not know he had in him, even after watching classic Don Cheadle performances over the years. I was impressed. That was, it was one thing that made it so I didn't feel like, 
oh god this is a slog of watching a kids movie that i thought might be interesting because it's sort of my generation spawned it but but she don't justified it if you recall from a couple of months ago and who knows how many episodes ago when I was gushing about the Sonic the Hedgehog movie yeah, mm-hmm. and how Jim Carrey ah. made it, you know, not such a slog to watch and I could, you know, feel safe and not morally reprehensible recommending it to my friends and family and listeners and et cetera. Yeah. Similar experience to Space Jam 2 with Don Cheadle. Let's yes. just say that. Yeah, especially because he one last one last thing I will note about the difference between the original Space Jam and Space Jam Two. I think the monsters are a lot, and again, this might be age speaking. Trying to be transparent, and no, realistic. The, mo- the, no, monsters the monsters are bad. They're dirtbags. They're they, dirtbags. They the felt like like this is like the. Like the, the the monsters in the new version are just Fortnite characters. Yeah, just, the Goon like, Squad is just some Fortnite BS. It's like, well, it's fine, but they it, they are Fortnite characters with frowns on their faces. Yeah, like it's, mm-hmm. yeah, they have no personality. Whereas, like the monsters were the monsters, though. Like they, you know, they were swaggy before swagginess. They was made a thing. Keith Van Horn swaggy. Yeah, it was like a, it was a, the monsters were swaggy. It yes. was the Goon Squad, not so swaggy, bro. Not so swaggy. And that's but that's the thing. So it's like you got Don Cheadle, he has to carry the movie, but he, he also just has to carry the Goon Squad. He's the coach. He's the coach, but it, you know what I mean? He's like putting up the most points, and he's the coach in this movie. He's the evil coach. Give him the Oscar. I don't care if it's best best actor in a live action or animated, but Don Cheadle put in work in this movie. If you gotta watch it, like we all gotta watch it. Watch it for Don Cheadle. Do not expect to see. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. Just watch it. Just watch it, man. Just watch it. You ain't got nothing else to do. (sighs) That's all I got. What else you got, Micah? Um, You could also watch uh, Gundam Hathaway, uh, which which, which, which began streaming on Netflix. Hathaway? How many Gundams are. I don't know, man. Listen, I like. I am not going to try to explain to you the, you know, the interconnecting setup of like the entire Gundam verse, but the animation in the movie is really cool. And, you know, honestly, I've only watched half of it so far because I had to stop watching it to record this podcast, but I think that it's going to be entertaining. So the intro is very cool. So. I'll say last night I couldn't sleep and I ended up watching this really long YouTube video by this guy, I think tech rules uh, of him disassembling the source code to Doki Doki Literature Club. And after watching that video, I came away with some key insights and I want to speak, I want to address directly LeBron James' son. You, you can't just give up and walk away from your character designer like that, man. Your game crashed once. Get back in there, man. You don't have to become a basketball player, you know, just because you bricked a desktop. You too are America. Space Jam 2 in theaters. I'm Justin Charity. I'm Mike Peters. Shouts out to our producer, Erica Cervantes. We will see y'all next week.
This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.